Welcome to Mom Homie, a podcast that advocates for work from home moms who want to balance their careers with their little ones in the mix. I'm your host, writer and fellow mom and family woman, Brittany Drake. Every two weeks, I share my experience, what I've learned and ideas in hopes of easing and affirming feelings about the work from home mom life. And I got to tell y'all, the last two weeks have been a doozy. I feel like I haven't podcasted in forever and that's just because it's just been a whirlwind. There's been so much going on and I'm in that, you know, blessed but busy state where you're a little like, uh, what's that? Uh, you're a little bit in that like salty stage of like, dang, I have to be careful what I wish for. But you're also like, yeah, this is great. Cause like I'm working. Um, but you know, there's always that constant balance of like trying to find like just busy enough and not overly busy. And yeah, I'm just in this like, I'm so grateful for the work. I'm happy to make my clients happy. I'm happy that they're asking me to do more things for them. Um, but yeah, girl, your girl is tired. <laughs> and um, I was like, soon, I, I think I'm going to be at a point where I'm, I'm going to have to start saying um, no to certain things, which is, which is cool. But there's also that like, oh, if I say no, like, will they never ask me again, you know, so um, I'm sure there's a diplomatic way to go about that. But in the meantime, uh, I was just like, you know, let me, let me do some introspection. So what I want to share with you all today was initially supposed to be a blog post, but then the more and more I got into it, I was like, you know what, actually, this would be a really great podcast episode. And it technically was about transformation, which was part of the theme of last month. However, I was like, you know, transformation is one of those things that I don't think it's finite. Like you don't, you don't get to a point you're like, I'm done transforming, you know, like I think that it continues to happen but it just slows down. Maybe it's not as like, um, as like obvious or as big as like that moment of like, Oh, I've leveled up, you know, um, that, that butterfly moment where you, you open your wings and you're flying away. Um, but I was like, um, just based off of like what I was researching, I was like, you know what, actually I want to use this particular episode to, um, get a little inspiration and to, um, have that feeling of like, oh, everyone else is going through this too. It's not just me. And like really look at the working mom life at all levels, you know, whether you're a CEO or you're a millionaire or you're, um, I won't say politician necessarily because I I don't necessarily want to get into the whole politics thing, but you know, just looking at it from different perspectives and the different countries and just seeing like, how are they balancing that? So that's something that I want to explore for the remainder of this month. And um, the reason why is because I, I find myself coming back to this same question of being a working mom. And I'm always asking myself, like, how can this be easier? How can this feel better? While I'm a huge champion for the work from home mom life and, you know, freelancing and just, I mean, really any level of working mom. The truth is, is that it's really, really hard. Almost cussed. <laughs> I try not to cuss in case you're listening with your kiddo, but it's really hard if you catch my drift. So I thought it would be nice to um, just explore that a little bit more and not necessarily even come to a conclusion or 
um, any advice necessarily, but just again, like being curious and exploring and being like, you know, like what's going on with other people um, and not feeling like we're in this boat alone. I recently wrapped up a project for a nonprofit organization just providing like some rewrites and some headlines and subheadlines. And it was about 45 plus articles. And I had about a month to do the whole project. And while it wasn't like the most um, taxing when it came to the actual writing, it required a lot of brain power for me to be like, okay, how am I going to write this? Especially because the topics were very sensitive. They were all related to human rights issues. And so I wanted to make sure that it was clear, but that it was also um, powerful and driving home and getting people to act. So with that said, and I don't recommend this, but um, when I first talked to my trusted client about doing this, um, he gave me one price point where I was like, okay, cool. Um, and I was so fixated on, on that one price point that I didn't realize that he was saying that was a bonus. And so what happened is once I wrapped up the project, I get this email from him and my jaw dropped. I was like, um, what? And so, um, it was the biggest payout I had ever had on a single project. And I was just like, wow, okay. And initially I was like, I think he gave me too much by accident. Like I should reach out to him. Um, and I was like, this can't be right. And then I sat on it for like two days. Cause I'm like, well, hold on because I'm like, yes, it could be wrong. But also like, am I shortchanging myself? Am I not valuing myself? Am I worth? Am I having imposter syndrome? I had all these like thoughts going through my head for days. And I was like, so I'm just going to let it sit for a minute. I'm not going to spend it. I'm not going to move it around. Like I'm just going to let it sit. And then, um, I was like waiting. I was like, I have a feeling he's going to reach out to me and be like, sorry, it gave you too much. Um, but I just sat there and now I'm a few weeks removed and I'm thinking like, wow, like I wish I believed in myself as much as he did to have paid me that much, you know? And so then I started feeling bad about that. And I'm just like, when does that cycle of like, not feeling bad, being appreciative, knowing your value, knowing your worth, and just like, like when does that solidify, you know? And honestly, I, I'm i like, it probably doesn't, <laughs> unfortunately. I think no matter who you are, there's always going to be that um, underlying um, doubt. But I think it's there because it it's holding us responsible to what we're doing, you know, and it's making us want to produce really great things and to learn more about how to produce really great things and to really pull out all of our tools and resources possible to deliver really great things for our clients. So I was like, I'm going to take this moment and I'm going to label it as one of my biggest wins and also look at it as that next level up. You're in this. This is you. You you deserve it. You can ask for it. You don't have to apologize for getting it. You don't have to feel like, um, you know, now that you have it, the shoe's going to drop or anything like that. So I say all of that to say, like, was it a moment of transformation and things like that? It very well could have been. 
especially because the momentum since then has not stopped. As I was saying, things have been kind of crazy around here work-wise. And I'm really proud of that. I'm really proud to have the work. You know, yes, while I'm stressed and tired, I'm basically in that period of like, oh, maybe there's a few things that I need to change on my end so that I can balance it a little better. And that led me to some ideas and that led me to this research on this wonderful woman named Tashonda Brown Duckett. She is um, one of the most powerful women, according to Forbes. And I'll give you a a more detailed introduction of her in just a moment. But um, while I was doing my research and I came across her, I was like, oh, I want to know more about how she got to where she's at. I want to know more about, you know, the realities that she comes against when it comes to uh, not necessarily her profession and her work, but when it comes to her life outside of that. And I found this great interview that she did with another wonderful woman named Sean Robinson, who has um, a YouTube show. And so I will go ahead and link that in the podcast notes in case you want to watch it. I do recommend you watch the full interview. But there were some nuggets of wisdom in there that I think that we can benefit from that Tashonda shared. I thought that this would be a good time to zero in on what it's really like to be a working mom for all the women around the world in hopes of just learning and figuring out how it can be better. But before we move forward, we have to do our affirmation, which is it's okay to feel like being a mom is hard while still loving it. Let's take a brief break and then we'll jump right in. Hey, Brittany here. This is not a commercial. It's a moment for you, mama, to take a break and go pee, grab a snack, or take a breath. So go ahead, put me on pause. I'll wait. Okay, so Tashonda Brown Duckett is a married mom of four and the CEO of TIAA, a retirement and financial services company for academic, research, medical, and governmental workers. As I was researching powerful women, and I see you, Shonda Rhimes, Rihanna, Oprah, Beyonce, (laughs) I came across this inspiration of a woman, and I had to know more. And the reason why I went with her instead of your Shonda Rhimes and your Rihanna's and your Oprah's and Beyonce's is because I felt like Shonda was probably the closest representation of a mom that is listening to this podcast. I don't imagine any celebrities are listening to this. If you are, that's awesome. Hello. (laughs) But um, regardless, I was like, I want to know more about this woman because I've never heard about her up until this point. Right. So like I mentioned before, she did this interview with another great woman named Sean Robinson, and they covered many things. And I wanted to just dive into that a little bit more. The first thing they talked about was mental health. They mentioned in the interview was the myth of thinking that you can have it all or even wanting it all, because what that does is it creates this narrative of having to always strive for something and not necessarily appreciating what you have right now or always feeling like you're lacking. And I thought that was interesting because I do think that when people say you can have it all, that maybe they're talking about all being relative, you know, you defining what all is to you and you having all of that, not having all of what somebody else is considering all, but because of things like marketing, 
you're going to have these people selling you on an idea and convincing you that all looks a certain way. And so rather than saying you can't have it all, I like to think of it as all is relative. What does all mean to you? And for example, if I looked at my life right now, I'd be like, oh yeah, I definitely have it all, you know? Because all to me is a family. All to me is my marriage. All to me is my mother and my siblings and being able to work from home, you know? Um, And I'm sure it's a lot more than that, but these are just a few examples of what all means to me. And so when she said, you know, breaking that myth of having it all, I was like, oh, okay, yeah. I can see how that's damaging. You know, I can see how, again, that can cause someone to uh, burn themselves out. And I think it's one of the reasons why people do burn themselves out because they're trying to keep up with the masses. Oh, I have to be on all the social media platforms. Oh, I have to look a certain way. Oh, I have to work a certain way or whatever it is. And I think that because she said that, it gave me freedom to be like, okay, well, what is all to me versus what does everybody else think all is? You know, Um, I see a lot of those programs that are like, become a millionaire and blah, 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 or do this in your business and you'll hit a million or blah, 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 millionaire, 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 you know? And sometimes I'm like, you know, I... Don't know if I have the desire to be a millionaire, not a multimillionaire, you know? Um, Yeah, money's great and everything, but at what cost, right? And people might be like, oh, that's short-sighted or what about generational wealth and blah, 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 blah. Yeah, I get all of that, right? But what about my life right now? What about the things I want right now? What about the people that need me right now? At what cost am I gonna have to give up myself for those millions, you know? And I'm not saying that I'll never have that or that's impossible, but it's just not something that's part of my plan of all right now. So yeah, I would say break that myth of having it all and really define like what is all to you and work towards that, not towards what somebody else is selling you. Another nugget that she gave, and I thought this was so interesting because she literally took like, something that you do in your in your job and applied it to the real world, right? So she said, live your life like a diversified profile. And I was like, hmm. She was saying that there's no such thing as being 110%, 120%, and so on and so forth. She's like, you're 100%. That's it. Like your capacity is 100%. You can't go above that. And so when you hear things and people saying 110%, oh, I'm going to give it 5,000%, blah, 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 you know, it's like you're telling yourself that you're going to give way more energy than you can actually give something, right? And what that does is that leads to quick burnout and that leads to more false narratives, And so she said that um, instead of trying to do all the things at once, that she will allocate her time in a way where it's like, when I'm here sitting doing this, I'm only working. When I'm here doing this with my family, I am only with my family. I'm not answering emails. When I am, you know, at the movie theater on a date with my husband, I'm 
only on a day with him watching a movie. I'm not texting my kids about chores they need to do, or I'm not texting work about things that I forgot to do or need to get done or whatever it is. Like she was very like into the boundary of like, this time is for this, this time is for this, you know? And I think that um, being a work from home mom, sometimes I get so caught up in trying to do all of the things in terms of balancing that I'm like, oh, I'm going to work for a little bit. And then I got to go clean the dishes. And then I got to play with Savannah. And then I'm going to come back to work. And I'm just, and I just keep going in this merry-go-round. And it's so exhausting. And I'm like, you know what? It'd be a lot easier if I could just time block my day and only work from this time to this time. And then wrap, wrap it up by then. Like, it's done. It's over with. I'm not coming back to it again today. And then go into chores and then go into only focusing on Savannah because I always feel bad about this. But sometimes without even thinking about it, I'll grab my phone and I'll start going through emails while I'm sitting with her watching a movie or playing a game or whatever it is. And I'm like, that's not fair to her. Like she wants my attention right now. I should be giving her my attention Or I should be engaged in whatever she's engaged in. And yeah, she's only two. And maybe what she's interested in is like not the most interesting thing. But this is my daughter. This is her excitement. And I owe it to her to be invested in whatever it is that she wants me to pay attention to. Right. That's what I signed up for. I was like, oh, my God, that's so freeing because now I don't have to feel bad when I say I'm going to work at this time and I have to drop her off with my mom so that I can work. Or when I put her down for a nap and have to go in the office and be, you know, just ears open to make sure she's not awake, but otherwise into the work that I'm doing. Or when she's with my husband, whether she's crying or throwing a tantrum or whatever it is, I don't have to come to the rescue to help with that because I said I was going to do this at this time and he has it. I wanted to share that from working mom to working mom because it really does make a difference in that freedom to just take a breath and not have that pressure like, oh, I should do this. Oh, I should do that. Or I want to be doing this, but I have to do that instead or whatever it is. Another nugget that she offered and that I feel like I can apply to my desire to continue this podcast and my blog is that the more you grow and the lessons you learn, the more you become of service. And I was thinking about that and I said, you know what? That is absolutely true because the more and more I get into freelancing and balancing motherhood and looking for things to help with that and realizing that there's not a lot about that actually. I'm like, oh, okay, well, I'll share what I know or what I've experienced. And is it going to be the answer for everyone? No, but may it help one person? Yeah. And I'm, I'm happy with that. If this helps one person, I'm happy with that. So yeah, I, I, I have to do more work with sharing the information, but it's now become one of my biggest values on this journey of motherhood and working from home. And it gives me purpose in continuing to figure out the balance, right? And empowering other working moms to figure out the balance. The more you grow and the lessons you learn, the more you become of service. And just also looking at that in 
terms of being a wife and a mom, my husband and I, like we work on so many things together. Both of us always have something to contribute and bring to the table and new information and exciting conversation around what it is that we're doing because we want to teach each other. We want to grow in this together. And so it's just almost kind of automatic. I love that. I think that that's what, at least for me, what my relationship is about. Let that sink in. Think about like where you've seen that in your life. And even if you shared your lessons with one person or shared your lessons with your child or had a discussion with about it with a friend, like that all counts because you now have become of service to this person in helping them navigate something that you've already experienced and gone through. And then the last thing that I'll mention is she said that we all need a village. There's that adage, it takes a village. I've always been like, absolutely. (laughs) Even before I had Savannah, like, I was like, absolutely. I know the way I grew up, like, I definitely had a village around me. My husband, he had a village around him as well. I think that even in adulthood, like, you still need those moments and you still need that support and you still need that sort of connection and mentorship and whatever else you want to call it. She said the reason why you need that is because they'll remind you that better days are always in front of you. And so in those moments where you're like, I don't want to do this anymore. I quit, throw the whole business away. I need a vacation. I'm going to walk away. I'm not going to respond to this client. However it is that you're feeling, whether it's frustration, all of that, being able to have someone tell you, yeah, girl, we're going through it, but better days are ahead of you makes all the difference. You feel seen, you feel heard, you feel connected and you feel like, okay, yeah, yeah. If they, if they went through this and they're now in the the better days, I can also be in the better days. So definitely have your village. So I've always had this idea and it's going to take some time because uh, while I would have wanted certain relationships to happen naturally, I think that because of the nature of what it is that I want when in this idea that I'm going to share with you in just a moment, I'm going to have to intentionally get out there and do some relationship building. And so my idea is that I would have this close group of local working mom friends that would rotate a schedule so that we could homeschool our children together. Some people may be like, what? That's hard. That's unrealistic. How are you going to do that? Isn't that going to be exhausting? Blah, blah, blah. Obviously, it's just an idea right now. I just have a very surface level plan on how that would work. This is what I want. How do I make it happen kind of thing going on? And especially because of the the recent shooting in Tennessee and, you know, bless those families and their losses, I can't imagine. It makes me want to take control of of what schooling is going to look like for my child and what's going to make me and our family comfortable with her circumstances and with her getting an education while also having that balance of being able to still be social and have you know close friends while she's growing up there's a lot that you know plays into that and everything and again I think that's just the nature of being a parent is you know you you say okay this is what I want and you figure out how to do that Um, and then you also have, again, compromise with your partner and things like that. But it's an idea I've had for a while. It's very attractive to me. And it's just one of those things where I'm like, how can I make this happen? I actually ended up telling my acupuncturist about it the other day and she has a young son. I think he's 
uh, maybe nine months old. But when I told her about it, she expressed, you know, wanting to be a part of that as well. And she had said, um, like, seriously, call me if you do that, because she's like, I, I would love that for my son. So I've already got one mom on board. I don't know how that would work in terms of grades and things like that. But um, yeah, again, like it's it's figure outable. And it's nice to know, like this idea that I have is not like so far fetched or super crazy that I may not be able to make it happen. Um, but the other thing that my acupuncturist ended up mentioning was this book called The Myth of Normal, which obviously has a very um, self-explanatory name. But, you know, hearing that along with this idea for this schooling and just how I work from home and things like that has empowered me to think outside the box and how to create solutions and create possibilities for my family where I feel like we can navigate life feeling safe and secure. So I say all of that to say, when you have the right village behind you and whatever ideas that you have, you're going to be able to execute them no matter how hard it may feel because you've now got the support and the backing of people that matter to you. Moms, do you have something to say or add about the work from home mom life? I'm looking for a diverse array of guests who want to share the experience, knowledge, and support to offer solutions that make work from home mom life easier. If this sounds like something you want to be a part of, contact me using the info in the show notes. Thanks. Now back to the show. So to conclude this episode, um, I want to stress again that you should watch the entire interview that Sean Robinson did with Tashonda Brown Duggett, you know, see what else do you get from that and to keep also looking for inspiration and other stories of women that remind you of yourself and the things that you may want for yourself. I know I'm feeling inspired by that despite feeling, you know, also tired and a little bit exhausted. I'm not going to lie. Um, but I think that, you know, there's always a place where you can look inward and a place where you can, you know, look and, and, and see, okay, I'm not alone in this and also get inspired to not necessarily do more, but just feel good about what it is that you're already doing. I hope that this episode in particular also has picked you up and made you feel inspired today. And, you know, just know that no matter what you're doing, I see you, your family sees you we're all proud of you. So hang in there. Thanks so much for listening today. And look out for the work from home survival guide on April 6th. Thank you so much and have a wonderful day. What I want to share with you today. Jesus key. Scare the shit out of me. Why don't you? <laughs> My cat just busted in here like a gang member. <laughs> being busted by the FBI. <laughs> Anywho, what was I even saying? <laughs>